from the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Well, you know the exact minute I go to record a podcast in my office slash studio slash playroom slash laundry room, my neighbors are paving their driveway. And there's all kinds of heavy equipment outside. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I hear it. And it's really annoying. That figures. Anyway, welcome to Season 6, Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, presented by Silverback Advertising. Online at silverbackadvertising.com. Nobody wants to get fired, right? But it happens. Employee Employers uh, have to fire employees. I've had to do it. It's not that fun. Clients fire agencies. That's not that fun either. And even sometimes agencies fire clients in some situations. And I wanted to talk about like, what do you do? Uh, I want to talk about it from a lot of standpoints, but like as an agency, when a client fires you, how do you conduct yourself? And I'm like, who can I talk to about this? And I thought of my friend, Sarah Johnson. She's the founder and CEO at Lead Lab Media, making her return to the podcast. Hi, Sarah, how are you? Hello, welcome, I'm happy to be back. Yes, I'm glad you're back. I was thinking, I'm like, I need, a, I, need a, I need somebody at an agency who's not at my agency, I need another perspective. And I'm like, who can I talk to? And you came right to mind. So when a client, fires you guys or fires an agency and it happens. There's no like, I don't have a problem talking about it. Dealers are a fickle group of people. Um, we operate on 30 day cycles and we move uh, from move on from thing to th thing to thing and shiny object syndrome and all that stuff we all know about. So it happens. No, not, no need to be ashamed by it. If a client fires you, how do you conduct yourself as an agency internally? Like what's the first thing that you guys do to like spread the word about that within the agency, but also, you know, outboard uh, that, uh, that client. You're right. So I, I definitely have a lot of different perspectives on this okay. uh, being at the agency, being, you know, somebody who was kind of more on the account um, also being the owner of, you know, being at the agency that we're at now. And then also with, the work that we do, we work with a lot of clients to kind of help them fire their agencies or oh. help them with those transitions. So um, can kind of have seen it from all sides, but I'll give you the perspective of, you know, when it's us that's getting the notice both on the floor and then also as the owner, the first thing is that it's usually not a surprise. And if it is, then you're not paying enough attention to the temperature of your clients yeah. um, and kind of knowing if they're asking for a lot of stuff, then they're probably not happy about something and just really like digging into what those things are before it happens. But in the event that you've done that digging and you've kind of, you know, it just doesn't seem like the right fit for whatever reason, then I am always of the mindset that like we should help them find that right fit that is a better fit. So the first thing is always reassuring the team that this isn't because of them. This yeah. isn't because of their work. They've done everything correctly. We've addressed every issue we could. 
this just isn't the right fit for these reasons. Um, just so that people know that this isn't a reflection onto them, you know, if, if that is the case, because people will take it personally as the first step. Um, but then it's just kind of helping the client understand what that right fit is and then helping be part of that process so that you can show that you're a good partner to making sure that they get what they need in the end. Interesting. I like what you said about, you know, it not being a surprise, right? Like you said, you got to learn, you got to watch out for, be aware of, okay, my client is all of a sudden, a client who never questions, you know, this is now questioning certain things. A client is asking me frequently, like, what's our spend? You know, what's going on? Like, like you're getting questions you don't normally get. And I always like, uh, if, uh, if you, if your client says, oh, I need you to accept someone's invite to Google AdWords and you're like, okay. And you're like, who is this person? Like that, that, things like that. You gotta, you've got to kind of keep, you know, keep your eye out for and uh, uh, So you're not blindsided. Right. So I always, I bucket clients into two different buckets. There's the squeaky wheels. Oh, I love your, I love your organization and, and system. Hold yes. On, the, the squeaky wheels and the sleeping bears. The squeaky wheels are the ones that are constantly squeaking. They're asking for stuff. They want things. Yeah. They're needy. They're, they're, they're taking the attention of your team. They're squeaking all the time. So what tends to happen is the team will naturally focus their energy on the squeaky wheels. But then you have to watch out for the sleeping bears. The sleeping bears are those clients that seem fine. Everything feels like it's going fine. They seem happy. And then one day they wake up and they're angry that something's not getting done. They're not getting the attention they deserve. And it becomes a big problem. Yeah. So what I always try to tell the team is to watch out for both. Watch out for the squeaky wheels. You know, if you know, make sure that they're not taking up too much of the attention and that you're not ignoring the sleepy, sleeping bears. Because if the bear wakes up and says, well, what have you done for me? I want to make sure that we still have a really long list of things that we've paid attention to and that we've we've done and that we're kind of ahead of that situation that we, you know, if we needed to repitch that client, we have a lot of really good things to say and we're not surprised by it. Also with the being surprised too, you, that can translate over to uh, employer employee. You know, like I had somebody uh, tell me once that if you're, if you're letting an employee go and they're surprised, like flat out shocked that they're being let go, then you're not, you haven't been doing your job in setting expectations. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. So for the clients, one of the things that we actually talk about in our status meeting every week is we actually have a temperature check. And hmm. so we, we ask for every client, okay, not only what is our status items this week and what are we working on, but what's the temperature, you know? And so then the team will kind of come back with the temperature is good clients happy, or, right. you know, actually they're starting to get a little fussy, you know? So then as the owner, I know where to place my attention and, you know, if the temperature is starting to escalate, that they're starting to get unhappy or they're starting to squeak more, then I know where to kind of jump in ahead of time. Same thing with employees. You know, if you are, if you don't have, you know, those conversations weekly about their career and the expectations and where they are meeting expectations, not meeting expectations, realigning their goals, all of that stuff, like, then you kind of, you know, you're yeah, you would be blindsiding them and not doing the due diligence of making sure you've unturned every stone to 
to mitigate a situation. What about the instance where sometimes a client will be like, oh, we're going to pause our advertising. That's always my favorite one. We're going to pause our advertising this month. And, but then there's never, a, you know, it just, okay, a month goes by and then there's never that like, all right, let's turn it back on. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, where are these search ads coming from? You know, like they just moved on to someone else, but they, they, they're non-confrontational, didn't tell you about it. How do you kind of handle yourself in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I force the conversation, yeah. you know, like, because if they're pausing their ads, then, or there's, there's turning off something for some reason, then it's because they think that it's not working. Right. And so I want to learn more, you know, instead of just saying, okay, ads are paused, let us know. Right. Like, why are we pausing them? What yeah. are you seeing on your end? Is there sales data? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of times, it's because there's just not enough like we're not doing our job to explain why this is helping their bottom line. You know, so sometimes maybe we need to do a lift analysis and say, Hey, when we were running ads, we sold this much more. And, you know, there's, you know, this is working and kind of sell that story. So I always want to know like, well, why are we doing this so that I can get ahead of the reasons and help to sell the story on what we're doing and why it's working and how it's working for them. So they're not just thinking, Oh, maybe if I just switch an agency, it's going to change things. Well, it's not like running ads somewhere else is still not getting to the bottom of what their issue is, which is that they think that it's not helping their bottom line. One time at, um, at a dealership, I was in the room when the general manager, we were letting, was letting go a BDC employee and um, he's like, oh, you know, could you come in the room? And I'm like, okay. So we're in the room and he is letting this employee go. And the employee is challenging, like, well, what's the reason? So he go very well, goes over the reasons. And then the person's like, oh, well, I have a better show ratio than that person. Oh, well, if you look at the statistics, my, and, and I was, I was sitting behind her and I was like, oh my God, this person is prepared <laughs> or, or, or just like challenging it in a way that normally I, I you know, I, I wouldn't expect. So from a, from a, from a, you know, an agency client standpoint, do you go or do agencies say like, I don't know what you're looking for out there, but like, you know, you're spending this, you're getting this, these results are good. Um, you know, what, what makes you, what do you think you're going to get by going somewhere else? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fair, like, you know, question to dig into because a lot of clients think that there's some magic formula in, you know, marketing and online marketing. And that if they just do something different, it's going to change the results, but usually it's not. And sometimes it's price, you know, maybe they might find an agency that's cheaper and I've run into that before too. But I think in this industry, you then have to explain, you get what you pay for, you know, like if, if price is what you're after, then you, there's, things that agencies do to that, you know, where they don't service you as well, or they use a more formulaic approach or, you know, something yeah. that you're doing that like justifies that price for that added attention so that, you know, it's, it's not just a, this is a commodity, you know, you're, you're paying for expertise. And so you want to make sure that you're getting that expertise as well. I have the price conversation sometimes with clients when we're dealing, we work with a lot of agencies who white label our OTT platform and they'll say, oh, well, I can get it somewhere else for a cheaper CPM. I'm like, the CPM is cheaper for a reason and it's the CPM can be manipulated. 
Okay, the yeah. CPM's cheaper. Well, that means they're buying cheaper inventory. So you're showing up and play like my CPM is what it is because we're putting you in premium content or we're using more data or you know whatever the reason is. Like you want to be at a CPM, I'll get you to a CPM, but I'm going to tell you why you that shouldn't be yeah. the focus of your decision. You know, I can get you the cheapest CPM that's mostly bots. You know, yeah, right, and exactly. Garbage inventory and yeah, that yeah. matters. And for I, sure. I mean, and I'm you know I've fallen victim to the you know shiny object syndrome, right? I was running SEM once through an agency that their whole philosophy was we do it manually. We don't, we, we don't, we, this is, I mean, this is going back like six years ago. So maybe it wasn't as crazy sounding as it, as it sounds now, but we do it manually. We don't use a tool or a platform. We're in there. We do all adjustments and that's why our, 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 our uh, SEM is successful. And by the way, you were spending too much on SEM. You need to do a better job at SEO and spend less on SEM and Things are going pretty well and it was working well and I like the agency, but uh, uh, another company came in with a super shiny, flashy, VIN-based dashboard that, that you know, sold the sizzle and, um, you know, my GM bought into it and I was like, all right, yeah, I think it's cool. But we had a firing agency that really wasn't doing anything wrong. I mean, they were doing a good job. So as an agency, that's hard to combat because we all have short attention spans and there's always something shiny and faster out there. You know, isn't that just kind of a like, what are you gonna do? There's some, there's sometimes you can't, it, it, you know, I think in automotive just specifically that is probably more frequent than in other places. I don't know, but yeah. sometimes what are you gonna do about it? You know? Yeah. And that's where it's like, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you just need to let the client explore that yeah. and and that's where the like getting ahead of it thing and not getting, you know, that was maybe one where they saw you guys as a sleeping bear, you know, yeah, yeah. like everything seems to be going fine. No issues, no concerns, whatever, yep. you know, but I was the bear is what you're saying. I was the bear. Right. Yeah. Okay. You Got woke it. up one day and fired them. Yeah, so yeah. like, you know, they didn't see it coming. They didn't anticipate it. Everything felt fine. So like in that situation, like I would, want them to kind of think about what was missed there. It sounds like reporting was what yeah. you were looking for. Maybe utilizing the new tools that were out there and bringing insights on what's working and what's not. And like, that's what swayed you in the end to that other, you know, solution that you hadn't even thought of. Cause you know, yeah. it was all seemingly going fine. By the way, that was like five or six years ago. And that guy, the president of that agency still calls me every two months just to say hi and check in. Oh, that's great. I and mean, that is great. See? That is great follow-up. That is where a lot of this is just like, just leave it on good terms, yeah, you know, because exactly. like if, you know, and help them, help them with everything. Like I see some agencies that get real, you know, through the process of helping clients fire agencies, they get, you know, real upset and they hide logins and they, you yeah, know, won't give that. up thing. And it's just, it's, it's messy. And it's just like, well, now I have a bad taste for you guys, but leave it on good terms. Help them, help them in every way you can um, and be that good steward. Tell them in the end, hey, if you need anything at all, let us know, like leave it on yeah. that note so that when they go to that other agency and go, oh, well, actually that sales guy just kind of sold me on some bill of goods. This isn't what this is actually going to be like. 
hey, that company wasn't so bad. They might come back. I was working with a client who um, was using us for everything, right? And they moved on to another company that did something we didn't do. And they wanted, they prepackaged the whole thing. And here's what it is. But but they don't buy, the agency doesn't buy traditional media. So listen, you still want us to buy traditional media, which is a super small budget. I'm like, no problem, man. We'll buy it for you. Like, we don't have to do everything. If you need someone to do that, you want to do it yourself, no problem. I could have been like, ah, good luck with that. But, you know, hey. like, there's no benefit to that. Let me try and wake up your Google Home. Okay, Google. I didn't wake up behind you. Oh, you're, oh, you're, <laughs> no, wearing, you're wearing headphones. You're in my That's ears. Why. No, no wonder. <laughs> um, what about creative? I, I So my agency, I was taking over. We um, I, I was working with a, a new client, and they the transition from their old agency to our agency was rocky because they wouldn't share a piece of creative that we needed. She's like, oh, they won't share it. They say they own it, the copyright. I'm like, what? I'm like, how is that even possible? So... First of all, would you ever do that? Or, no. but technically, doesn't an agent doesn't the client own the production anyway? You would think. I mean, that's my, my philosophy. This yeah. should be theirs. They paid for it. Yeah, exactly. Through and through. I mean, I do know agencies that play those kind of games, but that's like ridiculous. It's it doesn't serve you in the end. You're not like. I mean, this is a referral business. So right. like, if you're doing that kind of stuff, there's you know no way that anyone's going to refer you. Have a good taste in your mouth. Another thing that I see a lot that that clients need to fire their agencies is because the scope is very rigid and that like suddenly the needs of the scope change and it becomes, you know, where like agencies, let's say, have minimums that are very high or a list of services that have to be done. It's either all or nothing. And so I've found that like there's a lot to be gained and a lot to win to just be flexible on yeah. like, well, maybe this isn't what works for you today. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a different kind of arrangement we can have here. So, you know, we're super flexible on our SOWs and we've, we are kind of always have something going on with every client, even if it's just a little bit here yeah. and there, you know, and it keeps our pipeline full. Yeah. Have you ever fired a client? I have. It doesn't happen often. And I wouldn't say that I fired a client to the point where we don't work with them anymore. Right. But we have kind of going back to that flexibility and scope. Like we've had clients that were maybe misaligned on what we did or how we helped or how we service them. So there's a recent example where you know, the client just wasn't really happy with our services. And we kind of saw that in the like, just kind of tension with, right. with me and with my team, et cetera. So I just had a frank conversation with them and said, you know, maybe this is, you need to like bring this in house. Like you yeah. might need more control over this than we could ever provide for you. Um, and it's been a you know a couple of months now. We actually changed the scope from we manage this to we are helping train your team. Yeah. And now her team is rocking and rolling. They're doing great work. We're here on standby to answer questions. The scope is about a fraction of what it was, but she's so much happier in getting what she wanted. Yeah. So it could have just you know been this isn't the right way to do this. That's why you're frustrated. And let's help you figure out what that right way to align with your goals is going to be. I think it's good to be able to do that. I think there's situations where a client will be like to me, Oh, do you do this? And in my head, I'm like, uh, yeah, we do it, but don't like, 
want to ask us to do it. And so we'll be like, yeah, we do that. And then they'll want us to do it. And then, you know, you go forward and, you know, they're like, oh, well, this, you know, this, whatever, this is not what I was expecting it. And then you have a conversation and say, listen, this is best handled internally for, uh, you know, a, a number of reasons. And we're happy to do it for you, but it'll be better if you do it. It'll work. Listen, I don't, I'm not here to like take your money, like to up your budget. Like I want what you're doing to be efficient and right. you know, we can help exactly same thing you said. We can help you help teach you, help your people help advise you on how best to do it. But we think you could do it better. And then I'll be like, and it'll save you a little money. Like, well, don't pay Like you'll get better results doing it yourself and you don't have to pay my agency to do it. And I think right. sometimes clients appreciate that. Oh, wow. They're basically telling me I can save, you know, a thousand dollars and do this myself and it'll be better, you know, and establishes trust. And, you know, that's what will keep that client long term. And there's been situations that I've been in like that where maybe we help them out and they don't need us for a couple months, a couple years. And like, but then when they have a friend that they need to refer our services to, or they have a change in personnel and ask us to jump in. Like they always kind of end up coming back in some way. If we just yeah. kind of keep a good relationship with them going forward, kind of like your contact that contacts you every couple months just yeah. to see how things are going. Yep. And he's always top of mind. Cause he's always come like, Oh, here he is calling again, you know? And, um, right. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's good process. And the, the, you know, he'll joke around with me. Like, you know, you know, uh, did you, you fired me for doing a great job. How are things going? You know, like, like, you know, joking around with it, but always good enough, you know, always good contacting and staying in touch and, and, um, you know, even just not, not even trying to sell you, sell me every time. Hey man, how are things? How's it going? No, you got a house. How's your new house? How are the kids? All right, I'll call you in a couple months. And then he sends you a text on uh, on Hanukkah. He sends me a happy Hanukkah text. And, you know, like th- there's a lot to be said for the follow-up as opposed to being like, you know, good luck to you. See ya. And shut down right. all their accounts and then never reaching out again. Which right. is not the no, good that's way to great. do it. That's great that they're doing that. Because then when somebody comes up and asks you, hey, do you know anybody who uh, does SEM? Yeah. Like, actually, I yeah. know an agency that's pretty great. Like, he'll it'll be top of mind for you. Before we wrap, wrap up, just going back to like breaking the news internally. I feel like sometimes, you know, depending on the structure of an agency, there might be, you know, account managers or folks who spend a lot of time on the account on tweaking things, on reporting, on optimization. And sometimes those are the positions that can, like you said, maybe take it hard or take it more personally. A lot of times those tend to be positions that have people who are uh, uh, sort of in the early parts of their career, college graduates. Um, you know, we hire a lot of LSU kids at, at, at our college because we're in, Bat- we're in uh, Baton Rouge. Um, and, you know, those are the people that I think sometimes sort of need the coaching. Like you, it's a good opportunity. It's a learning experience. Well, here are some reasons that clients, you know, leave agencies. And uh, so do you try and use that as like a, a teachable moment sometimes? Definitely. I mean, and I think it's, it just brings an opportunity to talk about things that they may not see, which is like, internal politics at different companies yeah. or like reasons that are beyond their control, like things like price or services or things that are not tied to their day-to-day execution that were the reasons that this happened, that is not because of performance or anything that they did, that it was you know well out of their control and just make yeah. sure that 
you know, that, that that's part of it. That's part of the reality that they may not see every day that you can kind of explain to them what happened there and what could happen. And just, yeah, good for them to know as they go into their careers that it will likely happen again, the stuff, you know, politics and misaligned expectations are just part of what we do. Sarah Johnson, founder and CEO at Lead Lab Media. It's always fun to talk to you and uh, I appreciate you coming on. Of course. Thanks, Matt. Looking forward to it again. You got it. Season six of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson presented by Silverback Advertising. Online at silverbackadvertising.com. Like, subscribe, follow all that stuff that you're supposed to say at the end of your podcast. Enjoy. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.